1: Hey guys, it's Mom Tirage, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm
2: Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a
1: secret that the Momtourage ladies have struggled with their mental health, and we're not alone. Maternal mental health is a major issue in the United States. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Our kids deserve happy parents, and we deserve
2: to be happy. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Or maybe Maybe the pressures of having a child and this pandemic have made you realize that things are not okay, and now is a good time to start talking about it. Whatever
1: you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better, because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Digital health is bigger than ever now during this pandemic. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video,
2: phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset.
1: And we have a special offer for Momtrage listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash That's better momtrage And thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.
2: Heyo! <laughs> Hello, friends! It's another Wednesday! They just seem to keep coming these Wednesdays. Yeah, they don't ever stop, huh? No, evidently not. Yeah. We've got a great show for you today. You may know her as TikTok's animal communicator, but today we're having a really cool chat with Nikki Vasconez.
1: And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. And up next, take it away, one of our two children. Kicking okay, shit! All right. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm going to start with my shits, because why not? You know what I'm tired of? Tell me. I'm really fucking tired of feeling like I'm being gaslit for being worried about my child in this pandemic. Mm. It seems to me that the rest of the world is just ready to move on. And honestly, I understand I want to move on, too. I really do. I want to just move on. I want to go to a restaurant. I want my child to go to school. I want to do all of these fucking things. But at this point, I am pretty convinced that COVID is just going to work its way through the unvaccinated population until it kills everybody and the rest of us will kind of have herd immunity. And you know who's unvaccinated? Our children who are under five years old. And I'm tired of it. This is the other thing. People think like, okay, well, you either die from COVID or you get better. No one's thinking about the fact that there are long-term health consequences for some people. Other people are not. I have a friend who's two or three years older than me, didn't know she had COVID. It was an asymptomatic case and was in the hospital recently for a week because she had a headache, like an ongoing headache, went to go get it checked out. And she had multiple mini strokes and seizures and had no idea that this was because of COVID. And this is a fully vaccinated and boosted adult under 40 year old woman who is relatively healthy. She's not overweight. I don't know whether she works out religiously. But Do I know this person? No this is someone I went to college with, but we were very close for a very long time. You know, she's finally out of the hospital, but that's really scary. And that is not something you should deal with. My mom, who had COVID at the beginning of everything back in 2020, and like, she lost a bunch of hair. And now when she's under an intense period of stress, she loses hair again. That is a superficial thing, which I still would not want to lose hair. These are lasting effects on some people. And it is not worth it for me to put my child at risk. And I'm tired of people telling me I'm overreacting. As I've told you guys before, Sebastian School went virtual. Last week, they started to go back to in-person. And I had to call the school and be like, look, I'm just not comfortable with it. And they said that no other kid was kept out, which is kind of amazing to me. I also live in an area where it's not a wealthy area. I know that a lot of people have to work and they have to go to work and they don't have an option to have somebody watch their kid. No judgment. None of this. This is meant to judge anybody who's sending their kid to school or sending their kid to daycare. I think we're all in a real shit position here. And we are all forced to make a really shitty decision. And it's really what works best for you. I told you, I have one of my best friends. She still has to send her kid to daycare because she has work to do. Right. And he's much younger. It's very difficult. And she was like, I don't know how you do it with Sebastian at home. And I was like, look, we're both in a shitty situation. And that's the truth of it. I just... I'm tired of other people in my life who don't have a child under five or other people on TikTok or on Instagram or anything else treating me like I'm fucking crazy. And finally, I called Sebastian's doctor yesterday, his pediatrician, and was like, look, I just need to know if I'm making the right decision. And essentially, she was like, we're coming out of a really bad surge. And the numbers are still decently high. And in Union City, I have heard some schools are down to 50 percent attendance. She's like, I can't make this decision for you. You basically have Every day I have to reevaluate your decision. And she goes, what I'm concerned about is children still being socialized, which I totally get. And I'm worried about that for Sebastian Mm -hmm. as well. But I'm not keeping him out. My plan is not to keep him out until next school year. It's when things get better, I'll start sending him again. I'm tired of feeling like everyone just thinks I'm crazy. To the point where when I told Matt that they said no one else was kept out of school, Matt and I were like, are we the opposite of the anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers? Is that what's going on? So that's really... my." my big bone to pick. (laughs) And that's really my issue right now. And talking to the doctor made me feel a little less crazy. But also, I think I was hoping for her to be like, you're doing the right thing, which she couldn't do because she just can't do that. My tits are, we were in Pleasantville. Again, anyone who's just listening, that is my husband's parents, where they live is basically like a community where you can walk around and you don't encounter anybody and you don't have to wear a mask because most of the people that live there are elderly. You know, there's space, it's not a city. And Sebastian got to go to playgrounds there because there are no kids there and run around. And he got time with his grandfather. He got time with somebody who was entertaining him nonstop. And it was a gift in and of itself because the amount of guilt and anxiety I feel on a daily basis at this point it's crazy yeah we keep reading these think pieces about how parents are worse off now than they were in 2020 at the beginning and I couldn't agree more as a parent of someone under five
2: it's also like more awkward now because some people their kids have already gotten it and then they're like more YOLO yes. about it where before you either were being safe or you weren't being safe yeah and so now it's all these like well certain people are hanging out and if you don't feel comfortable then you're kind of made to feel weird about it it's so so much more gray areas, and we've used up all our tricks. Absolutely. Here we are. My kid's gone through every video
1: game on Apple Arcade at this point, yeah. and I'm just like, find a new one. Yeah. Let's just get through this. Speaking of mental health, mine is not great. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just,
2: I don't know how to proceed. To piggyback on you, today was the first day I sent Luna back to school. She has not been in school since December 22nd. Thursday, we're going to see Lee's parents in Cleveland. And same thing, like, this isn't what I was going to say about my t- and my shits, but it has to do with it. Yeah. Listen, Lee's parents are old and they are not declining health. Right. And so I totally get that we absolutely need to see them once or twice a year. Yeah. If not more. Right. But during the pandemic, a little bit trickier. So I put my foot down on a bunch of things. I said, we're not flying. Yeah. So we're driving. And then I said, Lee's family really likes to eat out a lot. We're staying in an Airbnb. I don't feel comfortable eating out. And I said, I don't want to be made to feel bad about it. So, Lee, I need you to just nip it in the bud and just say, we're not doing it. That's the husband's superpower. His comfortability level would allow him to eat in a restaurant and he thinks Luna should be too. And so as a couple, we're disagreeing on that. I've just noticed this last weekend, Luna acting a little bit bizarre. How? She's starting to have phobia of school now. That's one of the things the doctor said that you have to watch out for. Yeah, like, I don't know if I ever want to go back. And she's very clingy to me. So I was like, you know what? Normally she would go three days this week, but we're leaving on Thursday. So why don't I send her for two days? I'm not going to send her for lunch because she has to take off her mask for lunch. Right. I'll just put her in there for three hours bring her home let's just rip that bandaid off so that she's not weird about school because we were doing okay and then it got weird and I was like I gotta put her in school a little bit now and I'll just take it day by day some days maybe I won't take her and one of her teachers texted me and said we just want to tell you that we're really missing Luna in the classroom everybody's really missing her but I totally understand what you're doing as a parent and I guess the shits of this is that well that certainly wasn't the tits (laughs) no but kind of tag on that my original shits I think that I'm like a a good old Irish gal who also has parents that are in medicine that could not show their emotions Mm -hmm. or else it would affect their job. And I am really good kind of shutting down my emotions. You can turn it off when you need to. I have been doing some deep inner work. Again, I've been avoiding doing deep inner work because I've just like, we have to get through this time. And I'm allowing myself to feel things and get sad. And I know it's needed, but it's the shits because it's like two and a half years of stuff I've just been not allowing myself to feel. As somebody who can't turn it off, welcome. Thank you. The tits are, my kid is obsessed with being a doctor. It is so funny. So first, we just started when she was a kid being like, oh, there'll be a second Dr. Mars, like as a joke. Yeah. She's now up to watching videos of body systems. She knows about the circulatory system and the respiratory system. My God, she's my mother's dream. She now has an app on her iPad and she's like, this is the esophageal tract. This is the clavicle. This is your diaphragm. Then the other day I gave her chicken and she goes, these look like lungs. Are these lungs?" You're feeding me? I was like, no, but they are chicken boobies that I'm feeding you. When she got weird, she's like, I don't know if I want to eat animals because this is their body parts, right? And I was like, hate to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. But she like spent almost four hours nonstop playing pretend doctor with like real ailments. She was checking them in. She's like, I have to check them in. She would check them in. She's like, What's wrong with you? Who's your guardian? Let me take your temperature. Then she would have people to come in and she'd be like, Is this from hanging out with Linda? My mom said she didn't foster this. (gasps) I mean, she played with Linda midway through playing for like three and a half hours. She goes, Mom, I go, what? She goes, I am burnt out. Being a doctor for three hours with no food is very frustrating. I was like, listen, medical burnout is a real thing. And even doctors need to eat. She goes, yeah, or else they'll die.
1: Well, honestly, thank God the new generation still wants to go into medicine. Because I got to tell you, I never wanted to be a doctor. Listeners, I don't know if you know this. My middle name is Melissa Danielle. The initials are MD. This is a very Hispanic concept of manifestation. (laughs) Yes, which is why my parents did it. They wanted me to be a doctor. And I was like, hell no. I'm going to talk for a living. But now I really would never want to go into the medical field. All the doctors and nurses that leave during all this, I I can understand why. I
2: got her a kid's lab coat. Cute. With a monogram on it that says Dr. Luna Mars and a stethoscope. And then I got uh, medical coloring books. And that's what she's going to do with Lee's dad, who's a retired doctor.
1: Awesome. Oh, that's so cute. That's a nice way to foster She'll wear his lab
2: coat. She'll wear her lab coat. Cute. She'll play her game. He's going to teach her about the brain since he's a neurologist. Anyway. That's really cute. That's nice. So, well, what a nice way to put a little bow on the tits and the shits for this week. Now, I just want to say something before we do our Tries review of the week. You might have noticed that at the top of this show, we did a commercial for BetterHelp. They're one of our new sponsors. And one of the reasons why we actually reached out to them. Because we love therapy. Because we love therapy. Therapists are much more available. So you can, like, text them and they'll get yep. back to you. Like, telehealth is so good for moms. One, it's discreet if you are afraid to like bring it up. It's less expensive. It works with your schedule. Works with your schedule. You don't have to get child care to do it. You don't have to leave your house to do it. Yep. I'm just excited to spread the word of getting therapy because it's huge and don't stop until you find the right person to talk to. BetterHelp, they assign you to someone but you can switch it up. There's so many different therapists on their site. My therapist and
1: I meet virtually as well. When I... my back out, I did it from my bed and I started the session being like, I'm so sorry, I'm in bed. This is like kind of like unprofessional, but I threw my back out and she was like, do you know how many people I talk to from their bed? How's your mental health?
2: Therapy is even good when you're feeling good.
1: We are going to start on something called Bunches, which is kind of like Slack meets text conversation. Meets like Facebook group. Yeah, and it's free. I think that's launching this week. This is a lot of my thinks, but I think the group is going to be called the tits and the shits, which basically means Carrie and I will be accessible to just chat. We're
2: no better help, but we are funny. Well,
1: there's different kinds of things you can do for your mental health. One of which the most important is a therapist. The other is talking about it with other people. That- Community. Exactly. And you know now we will be on bunches. You'll be able to join the group and chat with us and be like, you know what? Today was fucking terrible. And I screamed into a pillow in front of my kid and I feel like a shitty mom. And we will be there to be like, you're not a shitty mom mom. You are just a mom going through a very, very hard time. And you know what? We're there, too. Right.
2: We mean what we say when we say we've got your back. Yep. And so now here's two more ways we have your back. One is with BetterHelp and the Momtourage code that gets you 10% off your first month. Yep. And then also Bunches where we're the community. We're your momtourage. For Bunches, just keep your eye on our Instagram, which is at Podcast.
1: We will make an announcement on there when we are fully up and running so you know when you can join on board with that.
2: Can I read the review of the week? Because I got an accent in me that's just waiting to come out. I would love for you to. Okay, like I said, we're going to keep reading reviews until we hit 1,000. And man, you better start writing. You better start getting it going or else Ashley and I are going to be dead in our grave. Literally. Still reading these things. Literally, we will die before we get to 1,000 Right. (laughs) Here we are. My best German accent. The only podcast I listen to. This podcast is great. (laughs) It is the only one I make time to listen to anymore now that I don't have to drive to work and educational and this is from Kel314Bell via Apple Podcast thank you hit us up Kel314Bell we'll send you some
1: swag we'll send you some German swag (laughs) you can email us at hello at momdragepodcast.com and up next Nikki Vascones All right. You guys who have been listening for a long time know that we love a psychic, medium, supernaturally moment, and it is no different when it comes to our pets. You may have seen today's guest on TikTok where she's got more than 50,000 followers for her videos on communicating with pets, both living and dead. Welcome, Nikki Vasconez. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Thank you for having me today. Hi. I feel like you're like a real-life Dr. Doolittle. Do people tell you that all the time? I actually just watched that movie for the
0: first time, I think like two years ago, and it was awesome. I loved it. (laughs) You're Hispanic, right, Nikki? My husband's family is from Ecuador. I'm Italian. Oh. My maiden name was
1: Antonucci. Oh, that's, yeah, heavy Italian. Gotcha. So let's get right to it. How did you find out that you have this incredible ability? And at what age?
0: The age, 28. I'm 32, almost 33. So this isn't something I grew (sighs) up with. I was getting a massage and the massage therapist mentioned that she could talk to animals. And I was like, what? Literally had never heard of it. So after that, it was like this light bulb went off and I read book after book. I took one two hour workshop just to kind of see what this was all about. And it just took off from there. So I never really had a mentor or a teacher, but I was just like, wow, this is fascinating. And all the books I read, the common theme in all of them was we all can do it because there had been times with our own animals, Right? We connect. We know if they're hungry or thirsty or they want something. Sometimes we just feel like we get a sense of that. So, what I started doing is, everybody with an animal that I knew, I said, Hey, I'm going to connect with your animal for free. Give me feedback. And I did that for like six to eight months. And when the feedback would come back, it was spot on. And I was like, Holy smokes! Like, this is a thing. Wow. And it just took off from there. Professionally, I've only been doing it two and a half years. Wow. So,
1: you're telling me that Carrie and I could do this if we really wanted to? Oh, absolutely. 100%. So it's not an innate ability or talent. It's literally something you work to fine tune. Absolutely. And it is an innate ability, but that we all have. Wow. So think
0: about it. Right. There are times where you guys are thinking of someone, then they call you. Yes. Or you feel someone, you know, when someone's looking at you, like they're behind you, like you feel them, because we're born innately telepathic beings. Children often are really connected to animals. You might see a little child or a baby engaging in a deep stare with an animal. It's because they're talking. It comes with ease. But as we grow up and our modern culture, we kind of stuff this stuff down. So we have to
1: awaken it.
2: Psychics say the same thing that that's why children have such like a deep
1: second kind of sight. This really interesting thing happens. My husband and I have something that we call boo SP because we call each other boo. It randomly happens where like one of us will randomly bring something up that the other one was just thinking about or sing a random ass song that we didn't even hear. Just weird stuff like that. We call that BSP, And further, for the listeners, you guys should know that Nikki has already communicated with both mine and Carrie's pets. We've heard it. So we're going to touch on that towards the end of this after we get to know a
2: little bit more about Nikki. I've talked about this on the show before. My grandmother, who I was raised with, she's like the most honest transfer of emotion without guilt, just love. And we had that. I had predicted every single one of her heart attacks. I would just be like at college and be like, she's having a heart attack right now. And we just always had that together. And I think it's because We just had kind of like a no veils Mm -hmm. interaction. And I think a lot of people have that with their pets. Sure. And
0: Carrie, something you just said is you trusted those inner knowings you got with your grandma, which is awesome. So many people, they talk themselves out of it. These ESPs, especially with spouses, the boo SPs, you know, as you said, but they don't want to be wrong or they're like, ah, maybe I just made that up. Like with animals, like learning how to do this. You have to get over the fear of being wrong to actually go forward. Because if you're
2: always stuck in, is that right? You're going to totally shut off the intuitive flow. So. So do you find your ability has ever been a hindrance or an annoyance? Does it come to you when you're not sitting down to do it? Is it interrupt your life in any way? It's never a hindrance. I don't just
0: hear all the animals. There have been times where I do hear what the birds are saying, but it's not like I'm walking down the street and I'm getting bombarded by all these voices. Nine times out of 10, it's me sitting down, connecting with a specific animal. But there are times where like, I go to someone's house and I just get a feeling that their dog is thirsty and then turns out the water bowl is recently empty. So things like that happen, but mostly it's I have to connect and make it intention to connect with that animal.
1: What is the experience when this is happening tell us about the whole process from beginning to end what it takes to communicate what's going on in your head during the session all of that
0: the first to set yourself up to succeed with this you have to get a good night's sleep you can't be stressed out hate your job in a toxic relationship you know all of those things just like with anything else it's gonna make it harder to like intuitively connect and ground yourself so assuming you didn't eat a whole pizza the night before and you slept well, I sit down. I take like 10 or so minutes depending to like kind of just breathe and center and ground myself. I say this little prayer that I made up myself. It's like a little poem of asking for guidance from my angels and spirit and God and everybody to help me connect in with this animal to do so accurately. And then once I feel good, I look at the animal's picture. So for my sessions, everything is done remotely. I don't do anything in person. I think in person's a distraction because the animals all over the place, there's people around. So I just look at a picture and then I often will tap my heart. I imagine my heart connecting with the animal's heart. And I'll often like kind of tap the animal's heart in the picture on my phone and like a visualize like a white cord going from my heart to their heart. And then I just put my phone down, I close my eyes. And I always start my communications getting a sense of who the animal is, their essence, their personality, just so the human is certain right off the bat, like, Oh, this is my animal. So I literally just close my eyes. I ask my questions out loud. So you guys know what I'm asking. And then I say the animals answer out loud. So I just ask the animal, allow me to see who you are. Like, Let me get a sense of your personality. So then once I ask my question, I might see something. I might see them running around the house like a maniac, or I might see a couple In your head, though. Yeah, in my head. My eyes are shut the whole time. Yeah, my eyes are shut the whole time. Okay. I'll see in my mind's eye something they're doing, something they like. I'll get a feeling of their personality. They're the protector or they're anxious. Sometimes I'll smell things. Like I was talking to a goat the other day and I randomly started smelling banana. I had no idea why. And I... I just love a sentence. I was talking to a goat the other day. (laughs) Like... And I don't always get like exact. If I were to ask like, why am I smelling banana? I just didn't get an answer, but it just happened. So I just continue on. I share everything because I have no idea what's going to resonate with the humans. And after the fact, the human told me that she was eating a banana the other day out at the pasture and the one goat cookie who I talked to came up and like wanted the banana. And she was like, all right, dude, you want banana? And like gave him some and he loved it. <laughs> so it's like, sometimes things come through. I smell things. Sometimes I'll feel an ache in my own body. And when I first started this, I would think it was my pain. This started when I was doing. Massage my kidney area would start hurting, and I was like, "Wait a minute! This isn't my pain. It was where the horse had problems." With the animals I connect with, sometimes I'll feel an ache in my mouth or my body. So, like, the senses really come, in visually, I hear it, I feel it. It really all depends. And the more you do it, the more of all of that you get.
1: Yeah. I think we should talk about our actual readings, don't you, Carrie? Sure. Do you
2: want to start with Beckett? I feel like I need to tell you about Beckett for a second. Mm-hmm. I started crying. So Beckett is fourteen years old. Mm -hmm. And you had the sense that he was an older dog. And you said in the reading pretty early on, well, first of all, his personality was like, no, I'm going to tell you about me. Don't ask me questions. Yes. I'm a wise old man. And he is very much like that. When you said that, I was like, all right, we got the right dog. So what you said really early on, it brought me to tears truly was that he saved me from a really dark time. Mm -hmm. I need to let you know that I was broken up and robbed and I had PTSD and I got him right then to be my therapy dog.
0: I just got goosebumps all over because I felt, it was like this sensation in my heart where it was like you were like in this deep dark place and I wasn't going to bring it up until you
2: did. I luckily have a family that's really understanding about mental health stuff. I couldn't live by myself. I was a mess from PTSD. I had family members living with me 24-7 for about four months and my mom's like well, you've got to move out of this place anyway. You got robbed here. Let's get a dog. The only reason why I got up in the morning was this dog.
0: And you know what, Carrie? I was looking at my notes while you were speaking because I was looking at what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Very much your teacher, a wise leader to you, helped you through a really sad time. You weren't well. He was the light in your life to keep your head afloat. And he helped you gain your voice, speak your truth, express yourself vocally. And he activated your heart is what I wrote. Yep.
2: That's amazing. There's been other dark times too, miscarriage and stuff. And he literally, truly has absolutely 100% therapy dog saved my life. So I was like, wow, okay. Aww. I love that you were like, he's so old. He's just chill. Like nothing really bothers him. Cause that's true. He's 14. Yeah. He likes playing on the floor with Luna. I like to hear that because he both seems to like Luna and also not like Luna at the same time. But is it
0: also because he has to share you with Luna? Yes,
2: that's part of it. And also, I think because he's old and he can't see so good, she's a toddler and she moves around. But yes, he, because you said he's a mama boy, he does not want to share me because we were together by ourselves forever and I took him everywhere because he was my therapy dog. It's been a real hard adjustment for him to share both with my baby daddy and my daughter
0: two things you just said. So I guess you said your baby daddy was not in his life years and years no. ago. Cause in the session I kept asking about dad. What about Lee? Like, do we have anything to say about Lee? And it was like, Oh, he's cool. But like, I like mom.
2: <laughs> And I thought it was hysterical that the only thing he could say about Lee was that he recognizes that he is neat and clean, which he is. We now have all these new neat and clean rules for dogs in our house. I just laughed so hard at the neat and clean that I was like, cause we have to like wash his butthole after he goes out to the bathroom now. And I didn't worry about that, but Lee's like, it's gotta be neat and clean. That was so funny. I was like, yep. It's
0: funny though, guys, because when I do these sessions, I didn't know you guys personally. It's the first time I'm even seeing your faces, right? So I don't know. Who- the dynamic of the family I just ask for the humans names and the animals names right. so when I go into these sessions like I don't want to offend someone if like one party's like not being talked about so that's why like if a lot is coming up about like the mom sometimes I'll be like okay let's go to dad now any advice for dad just because like I don't know so it's just always so funny because they always share exactly
2: how it is a lot of things happened. I got pregnant Beckett and I moved into a new place with a new baby daddy. Then Luna was born. So now Beckett's in a different apartment having to share me with two other people. And then we moved again during the pandemic to a Mm. gigantic house. And ever since we moved into this house, he shakes a lot. He's messing and stuff. And my mom lives not too far. He's been to her house a million times. And he started to like want to stay there more Mm. than come back with me, which is like upsetting to me, but I also get it. Some of the rules of this Montclair house is that that he used to sleep with me and be able to go everywhere in the house. There was nothing that was off limits. And in this house with my partner, it's no dogs in the bed. Mm,
0: that's why he kept saying he wants to be up higher to see out the windows,
2: that he was always low. And then you talked about the floors. My mom has a cozy house with carpet and lots of clutter and he can go everywhere. So that was dead on. And then I had asked you to ask why he shakes. And you had said he doesn't like the loud noises. Mm-hmm. And our house has a heater, which you mentioned that comes on and he shakes all the time
0: yeah I said I think I said like a radiator type sound like it kicks on Shakes
2: pretty constantly at this house which is why he goes back and forth between my mom's house because he's old I just want him to have a good happy life and not feel stressed
0: what you can try doing Carrie is because he mentioned feeling a draft on the floor if now he's now sleeping on the floor as opposed to before he was in the bed with you lay down where he sleeps and see if you feel a draft and then maybe move his bed depending on that I love
2: that he said he wanted to go to the beach and the boardwalk because my mom lives at the beach. So that was funny.
0: He mentioned Luna get, like getting really excited for ice cream,
2: right? I think I remember That's that. That's because she drops it and he gets to eat it. <laughs> and then I just want to share with you, most dogs don't live till 14. And he basically almost died twice and still is living. And I believe when he feels like you're taken care of, he might get sick. And there was Aww. a big difference in him when I met Lee. Like he's allowed himself to get slower and a little more aged.
0: He doesn't have to be so strong for you because Now you have that support. Animals are amazing. They really are. All
2: around pretty solid,
0: telling you. Oh, it's awesome. If you get out of your way, you can do it. It just takes practice like anything else. But it's incredible. Yeah.
1: So Nikki, one of the things that kept coming up with Clementine is that she loves the spotlight. She loves showing off. She loves her body. You even said that she loves having a picture taken of her, but she doesn't like a close up of her face. She wants her whole body. in a photo. And she 100% loves being the center of attention. She is a little attention whore, will like do stuff. Like if we're watching TV, she'll like start doing stuff so we pay attention to her.
0: Yes, that's funny because later on the communication she mentioned doesn't like when the TV is on, no one's watching it and you guys are speaking and she's like, turn it off, pay attention to
1: me. We're a TV house, we always have the TV on. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she was like, turn that TV off, stop talking over the TV is so funny. There were so many things that just made so much sense, not even just in terms of accuracy. It's so good. It's also just, oh, my God, this is such a funny thing that takes up brain space in my animal that I have no idea about. That's the magic of it, because they have
0: opinions yeah, just like we do. Yes.
1: You were laughing a lot with Clem. You found her very funny and her personality and stuff. And I think it's funny that she thinks I'm so childish.
0: I was like literally seeing you making these deep voices and then going really high and like being ridiculous. And she was looking at you like, get a grip, mom. What the hell are you doing? So Matt
1: and I have a Clementine voice and everyone who's close in our life tries to also do the Clementine voice. No one does it as well as we do. But she told Nikki, because one of our questions was, what do you think about the Clementine voice? So the fact that she said to you when you asked, what did she say? I think they're nuts. I think they're nuts. The subject matter is on point, but the sound, no. No. <laughs> Which is so fun. And afterwards, because I sent it to my husband to listen to as well. We both apologized and we were like, sorry, you're seven. It's sticking. This is the voice. This is just it. But she wasn't offended. You know,
0: she was just looking at you guys like, you guys are freaking nuts.
2: She really does look at them like they're nuts. The look, she like the side eye. Yes. More you than that. But one of the things that Nikki kept saying was that
1: Clem would say that I was childish. You mentioned this game where I kind of like run towards her. So basically what I do, I like stomp on the floor and like do a little jump towards her because then she does like, and it's how we play, but she told Nikki that I looked Clumsy. Wait, I I wrote down the exact quote. She said, You look ridiculous and clumsy. And like repeatedly, she says, I'm childish. She ended it by saying that—I wrote my notes here. I saw you picking up
0: her back legs and moving all around. And Clementine goes, I'm ignoring this. It's mom being childish.
1: Yes, I fuck with my dog all—and not in any way that would hurt her. I like teasing her. Like, I like teasing anybody. So I, like, do little things to play with her. You said the thing about when sometimes she's on the bed and I get, like, real in her face. If she and I have a moment together in bed where it's just the two of us, I'll just, like, get up in her face and kiss her and rub her and tell her how wonderful she is— this is our rapport. And she thinks it's childish. I love it. It makes me so happy. She also thinks I'm incredibly loud.
0: <laughs> Definitely. That's one of the first things she said. Yes. Ashley makes weird, deep voices, then goes really high. Mom is a very vocal person. <laughs>
1: the other thing she said is that she loves Matt's hands, which is funny because every single day since the moment we got her, he gives her a full massage every morning in bed. And she expects it at this point. Love She lays on her back and he rubs her paws and her butt and her legs. He and she smiles like she's got the biggest. She'll like turn her head and look at me. And it's just the biggest dog smile like she is in absolute ecstasy. It is so funny.
2: What is this note here, board games? Does she want you to play more board games?
1: That she asked Clementine, what do you want to do this weekend? And Clem said, I want to play games. And she started saying that Clem likes board games and that she really likes when Sebastian gets all worked up. But what's funny is, Sebastian is the worst sportsman I've ever met in my entire life. Every board game ends with him crying, whether he wins or loses, it ends with him crying. And it's gotten to the point where, everyone's going to judge me for this. Matt and I just made fun of him at this point like we've given up on trying to help him and we just like are trying to like shame him into being a good sport at this point so we like make fun of him so Clem likes this yeah apparently Clem like loves ragging on Sebastian about his poor sportsmanship because she said
0: he (laughs) likes when he gets worked up yes well, I didn't know what that meant. I thought it meant like, yeah, let's go. Like I'm getting all fun, but it's the opposite. Yeah. It's- she's got a little attitude on her. That's
1: where the voice came from. The moment I met her, she had an attitude. I knew this. She is such an exceptional dog, in my opinion. Another theme was that she admires me. That kept coming up. And that's a hard pill for me to swallow.
0: I wanted to remind you of that because there was a lot of mention about her saying you're childish, but she said she's proud around you. She sees the world in confidence like you, that you walk with a purpose and you don't get bogged down easily. Which is
1: incredible because I think I get very bogged down emotionally. And I said to Matt, I was like, not a chance Clementine admires me. And he's like, of course she does. And I said, how does she have that kind of thought? It's very surprising to me. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Nikki, plug yourself for the people. Tell everyone where your TikTok is, how they book a session with you. Tell them everything. Yeah, for sure. So I am on
0: TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. My username is at Nikki Vasquez and you booked right on my website nickivaskinez.com on my social media so tiktok obviously is all videos but on my instagram not every session i do but i post a picture of the animal and like a little summary of what came up so you can see you know kind of what happened i put the human's confirmation so if your animal is still living or deceased it does not matter how long ago they passed away i talked to a cat the other week that passed away like 21 years ago it doesn't matter they come through all i need is a picture picture with eyes visible that's it so it's just Nikki everything. TikTok, I do a lot of videos on like ways you can improve your animal's life, like certain training tips and just ways to communicate with them. Like a big thing of mine is helping all of you learn to do this. We can all do it like we talked about earlier. So it's like teaching you certain ways to phrase things to better help your animals understand because sometimes it's like having a simple conversation
1: fixes the whole issue. Sometimes not, but often, yeah. Guys, Carrie and I, I mean, listen, my recording was like an hour. Carrie, I'm sure yours was around the same time. It is so thorough. Even the things that didn't make sense at first, like you said about Matt needs to brush his teeth better. Matt figured out it wasn't him that needs to brush his teeth better. He needs to brush her teeth better. This is like an ongoing issue. Thank you for all your time. I know it was not a short process, so thank you. No, it was awesome. Thank you guys for reaching out.
2: Hashtag swag bag.
1: All right, hashtag swag bag. Oh, my God. Hashtag swag bag. Now we're going to talk about the hashtag swag bag. (laughs) Okay, so Carrie and I were sent this awesome swag box, which really works with all of this because, you know, it is swag bag. And and everybody else have to say top that
2: because it was a good
1: one. It was for Hotel Transylvania 4 without my beloved Adam Sandler, but still a very cute movie. And it included, like, this huge candy thing, a candle that smells amazing and retails for, like, $100 dollars, By the way, that candle. You know what? You should take this one and then I'll do the candle. Okay. The candle is Bonfire by Vampire's Wife. It retails for $115. As soon as I told my husband, he automatically was like, should you sell it? And then Carrie also said the same thing. I toyed with it. I was like, well, I could make like 90 bucks off of a candle. But also, I will never buy myself a $115 candle. I'm going to enjoy this beautiful luxury. Live it up, baby. Live it up. It smells so so amazing. I am so obsessed with this fucking candle. Honestly I don't think I'll ever spend $115 on it. But if you really want to spend $115 on an incredible candle that smells like a beautiful bonfire in your home this is the one my friends. It's a very good Real
2: Housewives gift when you stay over somebody's house. Yes.
1: I think it's Dorinda who always has like
2: candles around when she needs to give somebody a gift. It's better than those candlesticks that call brought the Contessa. Remember when the countess moved to her country house. Yeah. And whatchamacallit came and brought her. She's like, This is the housewarming, Ramona, this is the housewarming gift I give everybody. Oh,
1: it was the Jonathan Adler candlestick holders. Yes, yes. yes. Oh my God, can you believe? All you had to do was really explain the scenario. And I was like, Now I know it's the brand and this and that. Right. But aren't you proud of me that I I am that really to- proud of you. It's when she bought her round right. house in Kingston. Yes. <laughs> oh, the wealth <laughs> of useless knowledge in my head. Vampire's Wife, Bonfire Candle, linked in the show notes. It's so good.
2: And one of the other things is Selena Gomez's, who's the voice in Hotel Transylvania, as you guys know, in the series. Of the daughter. Yes. She has a beauty brand called Rare Beauty that I've been wanting to check out for a while. And we got— Me too. I've heard great things about everything, honestly. First of all, we got this adorable makeup bag. That's made out of like puffer coat, like in millennial pink. It's so cute. Which, may I tell you, is
1: the perfect computer cable, your iPhone cable. It's perfect for that, just so you know. Love it.
2: But there was a blush in there that looked far too dark. The lipstick, too, is great. And it's perfect. It's a yes. cream blush. It is perfection. So pigmented. So you really need such a little amount of it. I've been putting it on a brush and just tapping it in. Yes. You and I are watching the same TikTok videos, bitch. It re- it reminds me of like old Benefit Rosebud Oh, the water. Benetint? Yes. Yeah. But a better formula because it really kind of adds a glow as well. The shade is nearly berry and
1: it is like goth, dark. Like I love the Chanel Vamp lipstick, yeah. which is dark as shit. It's almost black. This is sheer though. This looks like it, but it is pigmented in
2: that you only need a little bit, but it is sheer. So it's got French girl vibes in that if you really just wanted to do, you could do it on your lips, a little bit on your eyelid, your cheek, good to go. Totally. It is so good. Anyway, guys, we love you. We love you. Get through this
1: week. And you know what? Come back next week and we will do it all again. Bye. Bye.